everyone, and welcome to the Comics Deserve Better podcast. I am Brian, and we are here to talk about independent comics. And as always, with me are Darcy. Hello. And Richard. Good evening. And today we also have a very special guest, Jared. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Brian. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm actually, I spent the an hour and a half before uh, recording in line at the DMV to get a new driver's license because I lost mine. And it about- doesn't sound like a good thing to do. <laughs> no, it's, no. Good to be, it's good to be out. Of, it's good to be out of the line, which is nice. But oh, next week gosh, is yeah. um, I'm flying next week, so I need a driver's license. <laughs> and oh. I so I lost mm-hmm. my I lost my license at the the perfect time, you know, so for this to happen. But of course, but yes. So as, but we're not. Well, we're not DMV talk, so uh, we'll go into uh, independent comics. So, Jared, uh, oh, first of all, Carrie can't be here with us today. She has been in, with a bunch of finals going on with school and everything. So she says, sent her regards, and also she sent an answer to the, uh, the question at the end of this episode. So we'll be talking about her a little bit later. Uh, but let's get this started. And since, Jared, this is the first time you've joined us, uh, what is your comic book origin? So, um, like many, many people, um, I got started on fanfic.net. Um, it, it really kind of just started from a love of just general animation that I would, you know, see on television as, you know, a younger adult. And then just kind of spanned off from there, you know, just trying to find, you know, are, are there, you know, has anyone drawn anything, you know, for this that's like, uh, you know, uh, personalized, if you will, like their own sort of thing. And so that's kind of how I sort of stumbled into fanfic.net, which I still to this day am like a, a pretty, a pretty avid reader. Um, I don't post anymore, but I still read pretty much a, a lot of the random stuff that they have through there. So. Very cool. Very nice. Yeah. Um, I, okay. I liked uh, younger adult. You were a kid. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> yes, this is true. This is true. Yeah, I was when, like when I when I met you, you were fourteen, and yeah. we had already started reading comics. So you were a child. Yes, this is true. I think I was like probably you know like twelve, probably twelve or thirteen, somewhere in there. But yeah, this is true. I mean, like uh, it was one of those things. Like um, fanfic back then, it was so tame. It was like it was not. So fucking tape. It was not the fanfic of the mid 2000s to the 2015s era. To the now. Yeah, to or to the now. I was like, I, I haven't like I haven't delved off into too much um new as far as like uh, new artists or or you know people that post. I haven't like gone too too far off from my known people in a while fanfic.net still has a uh, has like a hard rule uh, not too hard uh, hard funny okay that's a pun i'm just gonna stop talking no, I'm not. um they're, they're still pretty locked down on what is safe and what is not um okay. but you know like media minor popped up pretty early on right up funny i'm just gonna make uh, porn uh, jokes throughout yes. all of this nice. um Nothing and of course ao3 is <laughs> exactly and ao3 you can do anything okay 
okay. I was like, I um, I just, I remember there were, uh, there, there's, there were like subtle rules, not so subtle rules, actually. They were so pr- pretty, yeah. yeah, they were pretty like vivid. You could do, so. yeah, you could do more on fanfic.net back in the day because people didn't give such a shit, but now, you know, like people are prudes. Mm. I don't know what the deal is with yeah. that. Mod- moderation mm-hmm. is happening a little bit more. I'm noticing. Yeah. 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 Very nice. Well, um, do you think that uh, the popularity of like Fifty Shades of Grey, which was originally a fanfic, do you think that helped or hindered the fanfic community? I think it helped. I mean, like that was, you know, that was one of those things like it opened up some people's minds that I would say in a lot of ways are sometimes a little bit hard to open. Um, mm-hmm. So in that respect, I would say help. And some of the content of, you know, uh, that was portrayed in some of the other forms of media, I would say <laughs> lacking a little bit there um, could have probably uh, done a little bit better casting on a few things etc etc but otherwise i i would say they kept it moderately you know moderately all right i guess okay very cool well thank you again for joining us thank you thank you and so i guess we'll get on with our regular show then uh we always like to start with a little bit of diy corner where we talk about the uh the comic book creators doing it themselves uh, getting stuff out there without the help of um, of a lot of people, you know, basically doing it themselves. Hence the name DIY Corner. There's no corner though; it's more like a, a wall. Uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, f- first things first. Uh, the opera Carmen is actually um, right now. There's a comic book adaptation that's on Kickstarter that is um, being hosted by the Arizona Opera. And um, it's going to be a adaptation of the opera Carmen from the I think this the 18th century. I know it's um it's Spanish, but I don't remember where when exactly it was made. But um, it's going to have um, a bunch of great artists and creators on it. Um, it is it's it's Seville Seville yeah Seville yes that's it yeah that's so it Spanish that's yep it. Oh, excellent and. That is, um, direct, it is written by opera singer and director Alex Schrader, but it's uh, illustrated by Pete Craig Russell, uh, who did like American Gods and Doctor Strange, and Aneke uh, from Justice League and Suicide Squad, um, and lettered by, um, I always get his name mixed, messed up, I apologize in advance, Hassan Asomane Elahu, and um, there's going to be prints from Erica Henderson, uh, Natasha Bustos, and a bunch of other people too. So a lot of, a lot of cool names there. And, um, you know, Carmen's like your classic, you know, story about a guy in the military who gets wooed, wooed away from uh, fighting a war from a pretty lady and, <laughs> and goes off and uh, becomes AWOL and lots of great things happen. When I say great things, bad things happen. Bad things. <laughs> yes. Bad things. Generally yeah. bad things. But yeah, the, uh, You're not wrong. The art is gorgeous. Yes. So the coloring's good. All the all the extra, I don't know. You said they were they're not are they variant covers or are they prints? Oh, they're gonna be prints. 
but Prince. the prints are really good. Yeah, yeah, it's Erica Henderson, Natasha Bustos. You can't go wrong. I mean, those are yeah. two great creators. Um, so and and it looks pretty. Oh, it looks like 1875 actually is when it first debuted. So this is a very old mm. story, but it looks yes, it really, really nice and definitely worth checking out. And uh, we'll put the link in the the notes as always for our DIY Kickstarters, and we'll go from there. And Darcy, you actually put one in today. Um, Continuing my terrible jokes about um, sex (laughs) things. Um, Pat Shand, who we've talked about before, uh, posted, um, who's uh, most famous for Destiny and Why, I think. Um, Or for me, I I think in general, but definitely for me. That's what I've talked about him for on here before. Um, Posted on Twitter today that he is about to launch Cheeky, which is a not safe for work graphic novel, and it will be launched on Kickstarter as soon as it gets approval. Um, Apparently, and I had no clue, I've missed this, and I follow Pat, so I don't know how I missed this, but he's already through one called Thirsty, how did I miss this? I don't know, but that's probably a not safe for work too. I don't, you know, fuck, I miss all this shit. Um, anyhow, so apparently Pat Shan's doing horny stuff and I was not aware of it. Um, there is a, uh, so far, like the totality of what we have on this is that it is a not safe for work graphic novel. And there is a little uh, thumbnail that's pink washed and you can see a butt and that's about it and so you know <laughs> not much to go on so far uh but pat shand always puts out pretty high quality stuff like i trust in it if you like pat shand if you like destiny and why if you like horny stuff this might be for you i'm not super into horny stuff but i love pat shand and sometimes horny stuff makes me laugh so i might go for it mm-hmm. who knows it looks really nice. It looks, it looks pretty cool, and I do like I do like Pat Shane. I, I, once again, you introduced me actually to Destiny and why that's, mm. and I, and I'm a fan as well. So this does looks pretty cool. Um, see, I'm seeing a few of his that I'm like, oh, these look really interesting. I uh, smoke weed, see the future. Sounds <laughs> really interesting. Sm- smoke weed, <laughs> see the future is uh, recent. Um, I, it's finished Kickstarter, right? <laughs> Yes, it did. I think so. But I, th- I think you'd like Destiny and Why. You, you should check that out. It's in. I'll have to get you a copy of that. But I think okay, so, I think you'd really like that. Yeah, we I'll, definitely. I'll check that out. That sounds interesting. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, this should be launching fairly soon. There's no reason Kickstarter won't approve this. That's you know, he's fairly regular on Kickstarter, yeah. so it'll it'll get approval and we'll launch fairly soon probably while we're on break uh next month so i figured that's why i figured we'd put that up right now excellent excellent i'm not familiar with pat shan but i'm always here for the propagation of uh horny stuff so i'm (laughs) I'm with it yeah yeah i'm 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 there with you a couple a couple weeks ago we had we had another horny uh um kickstarter that uh, uh babs tar is starting a um Oh, yeah. is draw is drawing a uh what's it called a relationship video game what, what are they called again oh my god i'm totally blanking uh, out. the uh, dating sims dating sims thank you yeah she's doing a dating sim and it's a bunch of like um furries and demons and just oh. you know 
just hotness all around <laughs> essentially. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that hasn't started yet either. It's supposed to start the 27th of March and I'll I'll put the link uh for that as well as this once once it starts and Oh my gosh, that'd you, be excellent. If you want to subscribe before it comes out, we'll put the link in there for to do that as well. So Absolutely. Uh, sounds really cool. Okay. So, all right, we'll go ahead and go into our spotlight section. I am not going to make you go first, Jared, since this is your first time here. Uh, so I'm going to make, you know what, Richard, why don't you go first? No, I'm nervous and I'm scared. Why are you putting me a, putting me, me a spotlight on me during the spotlight? <laughs> because you chose, you, chose a, you chose a book that uh, I wanted to read over the week and I hadn't got a chance to yet. So that I want to hear about it. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm not like your 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 assistant. You can't just be yes, like, please. "Hey, you read this book for me now." Break it down. No, I don't have to because you're going to tell me all about it. <laughs> you're damn right, I will. Yes, all right. So, um, I actually read a new release from last week. I read Ghost Cage uh, by Nick Dragota and uh, Caleb. I want to say Goldner. That sounds. Whenever right. I see an Owen and E together, I I always get a, a little trepidatious. So uh, th- yeah. this book is it's it's first of all. It's gorgeous. It is absolutely gorgeous. And um, funny for our main course, it's actually a American comic book, but it's very, uh, it evokes very uh, manga fields. It's a black and white book. It just, it seems to be very much drawn in a uh, Japanese manga style. So <laughs> this is a book about, I guess, giant robots, but also it's a book about like being anti-corporatocracy. Uh, so it's a, it's a book that I think I agree personally with the stances that the book is professing, but it feels a little ham-fisted. Like it's very, mm. it's very much hitting the nail on the head. Like the corporation is particularly corrupt and literally uh, you're introduced to at the very beginning Well, you have our narrator, which seems to be the either a hologram or of the owner who may or may not be dead of this corporation called OH, OHM or OM. And he's, he, as a hologram, is talking to a pod that's within a missile. <laughs> and he's basically giving it orders. And with he shoots the missile, but at his own company. <laughs> of course. And, it, and in the missile is a giant robot man named sam and basically this is an energy company what he shoots the missile into it looks like the uh nuclear power plant steeple from the simpsons and so he shoots the missile there and basically sam is the the robot is going in there to take down previous power sources to i guess become the new power source but Ah. it's being it's being set up as a terrorist attack so the company is playing victim while it's reorganizing uh, <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, mm, very i can uh, i can see some draws to the real world there um yes. yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so like again these are stances that i agree with the art is fantastic but just the they are very good. Oh yeah, yeah, I was looking. It's beautiful. I'm, but I'm like, getting some major kind of... Akira vibes from this. Yes. Yeah. yeah I was thinking yeah. that myself. Like I was like, this is giving mm. me like very, you know, Akira. Um, yeah. very like, um, I almost want to say like Ghost in the Shell, but in a different way. 
kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, more like an it sounds more like an energy demon sort of situation instead yeah. of her being an android but um you kind know, of it's, like yeah. disney coming out saying this bill should have never passed right after paying money for the bill to pass kind of vibes exactly, absolutely exactly dark and sinister dark mm -hmm. and sinister play all the yes. sides so you can't lose so yeah <laughs> And um, basically, we're also introduced to a uh, a regular human character that works at the corporation um, okay. named Doyle. And basically, she is tasked with helping Sam succeed, but she doesn't know what she's getting into. But it's all set up in a fashion that, like, aren't you a go-getter? Don't you want to move up this corporate ladder? So we got to go. You got to take this assignment. You got to succeed. And then when she shows up to the assignment, it's a uh, small robot fighting the literal manifestation of a uh, coal energy, <laughs> which Sam has to fight, defeat, and then absorb. So I guess that makes his replacement. And yeah, it's just about the corporatocracy. The next thing he fought fights is a uh, hydro, uh, like hydroponic energy, and he fights a bunch of water. And all while there is a second giant robot that's semi-observing but he, he's definitely going to be an antagonist but yeah it again these are things that i all i feel very strongly about in agreement but i don't know it's just in the comic book maybe it was a little too far-fetched it was ham-fisted but i will be back for issue two because the art is so good and i definitely want to see where this is going i was it, noticing it does feel very shown in manga uh, very, yes. Uh, uh, yes very much that um i the, was the, also no, no, I was going to say with the shading and everything, just so mm -hmm. much about how it looks stylistically, it just feels like a very shonen manga, like you were saying, Darcy. Sorry, Jared, please go ahead. <laughs> no, uh, no, you're totally fine. I was just going to mention it. It's on. It's honestly giving me a little bit of like furry curry, fully coolie, however, yes, you, you know, yes, you yes exactly. Giving me that, the giving the me robot that. forms are very much in that vein. Yes. Yes. And so mm -hmm. I also noticed like Nick Dragota was the guy who did East of West, which I know mm -hmm. was like a huge hit. Oh, yeah. So that's, mm -hmm. I was like, why does that name sound really familiar? And that is why. Yes. Okay. That makes absolute sense. And I can totally see this is a totally different vibe too from from the SOS. You know. Oh yeah, this is like a totally new vein, which yeah. I like though. It's I like cool. this. And yeah. I'm a big fully Cooly fan, so you maybe want to read this even more now. So I um, have it. I will read it. Yeah. Was oh, it no, no, I, I read it for you, Brian. You're oh, not reading yes. it now. Okay, I can't read it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll pick up issue two then, and I'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Jared, how how about you go next? Okay, absolutely. So um, I focused on one that um, actually probably um, the um, the American audience is probably going to know more from, you know, uh, your favorite anime streaming provider, whatever that might, you know, might be. Um, but um, I went with uh, Welcome to the NHK. Um, it did start um, by um, an... Uh, a, a mangaka called Tatsuhiko uh, Takimoto. Um, the illustrations that were done for the actual graphic novels that were released uh, by Kodokawa Shoten in Japan and Tokyo Pop in the USA uh, were done by uh, Yoshitoshi Abe. 
um, who did uh, like Haibane Renme, um, that that type of uh, art style. Um, it focuses on the. It's like a it's like a social phenomenon that I think um, is kind of like weirdly oddly starting to emerge in America, kind of due to the COVID situation that's been going on. Um, but it specifically is going into the situation regarding um, the hikikomori phenomenon in Japan, which is basically like a severe social phobia where sometimes, um, you know, like the different characters that are introduced, you know, throughout the series, like some of them may not have left like their apartment for like an entire year some of them have left like you know maybe it's like been a month or two you know but it feels like very um it it, it gave me like a very covid uh esque vibe um mm. and but it but in a way that sort of it kind of made me think of things in a little bit of a different way um it was a it was one that i was like oh this is a little bit of a different aspect of it if you want to think about that as an aspect of you know a uh, situation relating you know uh, relating to anything that might cause you know the phenomenon to happen um i know in japan like a lot of times um it'll be caused by you know uh failure to get into like the school that you want to get into so they go into like a depression spiral you know that type of situation um but it's really like true to life like i it, it was really really good as far as like the story um i loved the art it was great magnificent all the way through um and it definitely is something that i think people like I said, now that we've kind of gone through the COVID situation um, and have seen what it feels like to be not necessarily trapped in our homes for two entire years, but kind of sort of trapped in our homes for two years. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it, it kind of brings that, um, that, that uh, mentality that you get after you've been away from society for a little while into the forefront. And I just, I thought that it would be a really good one. I, I felt like that it, it would just hit with the tone of, of recent stuff. So. I think it's interesting that you relate it to COVID because I think for American audiences, uh, another connection, like another place is that Americans might have picked up this concept from, like if they haven't read or seen this uh, book or show would be like World War Z because there's yes. a character who goes through this um, yes, and exactly. he talks about a lot of people relate it with otaku like Americans who use that term interchangeably with people who are stuck inside their house uh, but like that there's this like separate thing um, and like World War Z is um, like the zombification is like a plague and so you've got like that connection between COVID and the plague. And I, I think that's ironic and funny in a really dark, horrible way. It, it <laughs> yeah. is. But, um, but I, like I the American, like where are Americans going to now connect Other with things. that feeling? Yes, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it, it's something that a lot of Japanese people that I had talked to in the past, like you're not going to get this idea, really. You're not going to understand this 
this idea really. And it's right. like, now we still really don't because we're like, how do we understand it? We had to have a, like a plague. Right. But, um, but she- the way it was presented was, you know, like World War Z and an actual plague <laughs> and an actual plague, you know exactly and which you know I, I mean honestly like that is a really good correlation to draw because that was one that I didn't even think of but I was like oh my gosh you're right you yeah. know there's that character that has the whole you know like I, I yeah, don't want to leave he, you know yeah. he just like hunkers he, in he, and he's like I'm not I'm not leaving I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna find thing. out yeah I'm gonna find out everything there is to know about this and then suddenly zombies show up for real yeah obviously I love that character <laughs> I do too I need to check this out because one um as soon as you said it was put out in English by Tokyo Pop I was like how have I never heard of this because that means it's old because Tokyo Pop hasn't existed in a very long time in a while in a hot exactly. minute yeah in a hot but also minute. it's yeah. Abe and I love Abe's stuff everything he's worked I love Blaine I love Me Under Seven Habane Renme so it's just like how have I never heard of this but definitely I'm gonna give it a look I mm. am like the biggest Abe fan like Lane was probably one of my favorite animes ever growing up. Yes, it up. was. <laughs> and yes, it Dar- was. I was going to say, Darcy can attest to this. I was yes. addicted. I loved Serial Experiments, Lane. It was great. All I've ever wanted is that uh, that bear suit. Nothing's ever looked more comfortable. The like, bear I, suit? I, 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 <laughs> I want... It's like, I was just... Since the first time I saw that, I was just like, that looks super comfy, and I want it. <laughs> These days, with the advent of VR, now I would love to be able to have her, like, ability to just, like, sort of, you know, transcendentally, yes. like, vibe on into the internet and be like, hey, what's up, y'all? Mm-hmm. Look at me. Oh, don't worry. We're, the good people <laughs> at Meta are going to be setting that up for you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're, They're too have- boring. They're yeah, too exactly. boring for serial experiments, line. Exactly. They it would have to be done by a Japanese lab. Like it would it would have to be developed by like I don't know, uh, NEC or I don't know like uh, Kawasaki. Some some major Japanese corporation could only make it serial experiments lane esque. I feel like yes. We we lack the creativity. You're definitely right about that. Maybe somebody in America, but it's definitely yeah. not Zuckerberg. It's no, definitely yeah, not, not, definitely not, not him. No, <laughs> yeah, not. I was like, may- maybe someone, but not him, unfortunately. No, <sighs> he, he, uh, he actually, I, it was so weird. Something that he said popped up in my Twitter the other day, and I was like, he talks about the most random things. It was about appointing some chief officer for some security thing that they're trying or some uh i don't know global security person or whatever or introducing some global security person that they're like trying to push as this like oh she's she knows everything now she's like fixed it all <laughs> Not like who is like who is this person i don't even know who she is like but yeah. No, no, but she fixed it, Jared. You don't yeah, have to worry about fi- it anymore. She fixed it. Like, and, and Mark Zuckerberg and the meta company says that she fixed it. So, so, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So who's next? Darcy or Brian? Who's jumping in with their spotlight? Yeah. Oh yeah. I just realized I was on mute. Um, <laughs> well, uh, before that, I was, I was going to say that during the Oscars last, uh, last 
or yesterday, not last week. Um, <laughs> my God, um, today was a long day. Uh, the Wait. there was a WhatsApp commercial where there's a mailman who's opening up everyone's mail and everyone's getting pissed at him. And there's oh, like, oh yes, I saw yeah. yes. And yes, so, yes. And, and like, and then they're like, oh yeah, well then you use WhatsApp because it's on an SMS public one. Like people, you'll have your privacy. And then it says presented by Meta, and I'm like, dude, you guys were. <laughs> You guys went to court because you guys were invading everyone's privacy. You know, like literally, yeah, literally invading people's privacy. Not not the best at self awareness. Exactly. (laughs) Which is, but they changed their name for a reason. They changed their name so that people wouldn't realize that they're the same company. That That it's the same. It's exactly. It's that. It's exactly like what you were talking about. Like you know, being the you know, oh, we're we're doing such the such good for the you know world, and we're doing the and then on the other hand, you know, you've got that evil corporation arm going and doing Mm -hmm. all the others shady stuff that we're not necessarily seeing so yeah it happens it we're happens. carbon neutral check out our nfts yeah exactly <laughs> check out our nfts yeah, yeah. I hate that so, okay well darcy do you do you want to go next or do you want me to go next i can go next uh, um i have been off and on gone in here and have been trying to cover taproot by keezy <laughs> young for a bit so i'm finally getting to it and honestly it works better where it's at uh, because it makes for a nice little closing the circle uh taproot is uh it's kind of like taproot the gardener and the ghost uh, so um it circles back to my first which was uh, the sprite and the gardener so we have a nice little closing for this season for me um taproot yes. is about a gardener who can see ghosts a uh, nice simple concept that goes back to the title uh, love it when things are not super complex uh this looks amazing hamal mm-hmm. is uh, a nice guy doesn't necessarily want to see ghosts you don't know why he can see ghosts he just can um he's an assistant gardener to for an old man who runs this shop he likes growing plants he one day finds out he can see this one ghost and um he helps other ghosts around his town you know do what they need to do uh his best friend ghost whose name is blue uh kind of you know is very obviously in love with him, but you know, he's a ghost. What are you going to do? What's going to come of that? Probably nothing. So blue keeps trying to push him off on this pretty girl in town who obviously likes Hamal. Um, but Hamal's like, stop trying to do that. I don't like her. I want nothing to do with it. Obviously he's not saying, but obviously, you know, I kind of like you, but again, he's a ghost. What are we going to do? Nothing's going to come of this. Mm-hmm. So things are happening every once in a while, blue and the other ghosts, get pulled into this really scary hell forest kind of thing um and they're not really sure what that's about and it kind of scares them all and it kind of scares the ghost because it's a scary hell forest and then one time blue gets pulled in and gets like pulled out by a reaper and the reaper's like listen somewhere in your town there is an illegal necromancer and you need to tell me where that illegal necromancer is because i need to fucking take care of it and blue's like "Mm, i don't think i will and obviously it turns out hamal's the illegal necromancer and because it's a nice book uh 
Hamal just becomes like a certified necromancer. Okay. And they take care of that. <laughs> That's funny. And you think it would end there, right? Um, because mm-hmm. you've taken care of the plot. But again, because it's a nice book, it's like, what do certified necromancers do? Here's a little bitty like epilogue of what certified necromancers do. And that's cute. Um, so this anyway. Looks, this looks really, 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 really well done. Like The, it, re- it- the Reaper, you, you think, because it's like a nice, sweet, kind of like YA book that every, and everything's like really cute in this, that like the Reaper yeah. wouldn't be so frigging horrifying, but the Reaper's design is like really frigging creepy. It's like scary. I it's haven't a seen scary it. scary design. I have not seen that. I like, I'm, I'm looking at some of the stills that, you know, I can see, um, mm. but wow. Yeah. Um, I do see though, that it is on Comixology. So I'll give that a read. Is this the one that you told me that you were like, I think you'll like the other one in this series. No, this isn't a series. This is a standalone graphic novel, this but you would probably like this. Okay. Yeah. I was like, this looks like it would be something I'd be into. Yeah, no, this is, it's really cute. It's not very long. It reads really fast. I think I read it in like 15 minutes, honestly. Probably shouldn't take that long. Probably you should linger over it, but I read it really fast because it was super cute. Um, I see uh, there's a a little old lady with a walking cane telling someone that uh, customers think that her son, I guess, or, or maybe grandson is creepy. And that makes me giggle. <laughs> so I'm like, this is cute that yeah everybody kind of because Kamal you know he's talking to ghosts and nobody else can see the ghost so everybody kind of thinks he's talking to himself um like his boss occasionally is like do I need to fire you because you're talking to himself because you know you're kind of you're weird you're talking (laughs) to yourself his plants start to die there's like an interesting conversation about life and death because he's like you know he's by not the reaper's like listen i know you're not doing this on purpose but by keeping all these ghosts here and making them your friends you know you're like all reapers i didn't mean to do this i didn't i just kind of thought i needed this undead army kind of thing but you know you're not supposed to have them <laughs> wow uh, and that's so, really so you're screwing up yeah so you're screwing up the whole balance between life and death so yeah your flowers are dying now that's how this shit works I like that. I love it. See, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm into that. There's also, uh, you know, flowers, you've got bees. So at one point he has zombies. Nice. Zombies. Always, I love it. Always for it. Always for the wordplay. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. I thought it was cute. I see. And so I see Keezy Young is from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Seattle. Okay, cool. Mm, yeah. The colors are really great, really yeah, kind of say. vibrant with, with the flowers, but kind of like uh, soft, kind of grim colors in the, you know, hell forest, which makes sense. <laughs> it, a good, like a good uh, uh, contrast there. Mm-hmm. Like I did mm-hmm. notice the, uh, the, in the stills that I saw, there was like definitely a, a fast contrast between the two things that you were seeing. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And, I like it. Yeah, I like. And there, like there, this. there are subtle things that, if you're paying attention, you can notice that are happening with Blue. You know, when he's going back and forth between the real world and the Hell Forest. If you're paying attention, 
yeah, I mean, it's it's really well done for like a kind of like a small, uh, not, you know, it's it's one of those things, you know, people talk down about graphic novels, young adult graphic novels, kind of things. This is this is really well done. This is very it, there. There's a lot of subtle shit here that I really really kind of took to heart. I, I thought it was very impressive work. No, I love this and everything that I'm seeing thus far, like, especially like the, uh, the girl ghost that seems to be like hanging out with, uh, the, the, uh, it looks like, uh, blue. She seems mischievous and cute. And so that's cute. <laughs> yeah. She comes in and wrecks shop every once in a while, gets into okay. trouble or gets, uh, gets them all into trouble. I got you. I got you. That's cute. I see it's, uh, like, this one was, when was this published? This was 2017? 2019, I think. 20, 2019. 2017? I think it was, I could be wrong. I thought it was 2019, but it might have been just something I read wrong. Oh, I, I muted. September of 2017. <laughs> okay. 2017. Okay. Yep. I was like, hold on. Let me look up. I was like, I'm ISBNing right now. Um, I must be confusing it with something else I read. <laughs> no, you're okay. Yeah, no, it's really Sorry, good. Sorry, I've got uh, allergies. It, it, <laughs> about to be super good just you're all good you sound good yeah it looks really cool um the a kind of do you did you guys read ghosted in la by any chance a couple years ago no cena grace um i have not that sounds like something i'd be interested in though it's it was it was a lot of fun and um but the artwork kind of reminds me of that especially the, the coloring of the ghosts maybe this is where cena grace um, or I, I believe he didn't do the artwork. I believe it was uh, Shaban Keenan, if I remember correctly, did the artwork for that. But it was, yeah, it, it, it's another great book. And when mm-hmm. I'm when I'm when I'm when I'm talking about another book, I like to compare it to a, to a book that you're talking about. That's a good thing, you know, because yeah. it, 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 yeah. it sounds it sounds like something I would like. Definitely, I like Santa Grace, so that might be something yeah. worth checking out. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say that sounds interesting too. There's like several on here for uh, image, especially they have, uh, they've been putting out several that have been really interesting. Yeah, they're, um, they're not as consistent as they used to be, but they're getting back. Image is getting good again. It seems like that they're, they're getting some, some good, fun, eclectic stuff. Yeah. I I see what you mean about ghosted in LA. I just Googled it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I see what you mean about that art. Yeah. So, definitely something I'm going to check out. And also, I like Sprite and Garter. So, you know, I'm I'm all for this. And anything with a little bit of spookiness in it, I'm always always for. Which, yeah, it's, okay. it's it's definitely more spooky than than Sprite and the Garter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I see what you're talking about with uh, uh, Ghosted in LA. Definitely, that's very similar. Uh, not exactly the same drawing style, but very similar, like coloring, shading, all that. Yes, it's, it's, the it reads similar. very similar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, I guess I'll I'll go now for uh, my spotlight. Absolutely. I just said that I like spooky things, and here I go <laughs> to talk about something spooky. Um, it is uh, Count Kraut. Excuse me. Let me start that over again. Count Crowley, Reluctant Midnight Monster Hunter, number one through four. And then also 
the second volume, which is called Count Crowley Amateur Midnight Monster Hunter Number One, which the only first issue came out last week. It is by David Dasmalchian, Lucas Kettner, Lauren Affey, and Frank Svetkovic. Um, David Desmalchian might sound familiar. Um, he was Polka Dot Man in the Suicide Squad. He oh, was cool. He was also, um, I forget what character he was in The Dark Knight Rises. And he is also the Russian friend of, of, um, of uh, Ant-Man in, uh, in the Ant-Man mm. series. So he's, he's got a lot of comic book movie TV show credits. <laughs> You know? There's a lot of actors writing comic books recently. Yep, and um, he's he's pretty cool. Uh, he, he's, he's actually kind of a fun follow. Uh, he seems to be kind of into the the things that I'm into, and this comic also kind of shows that as well. Um, I'm a big fan of like classic horror, and I love the old like the old the old horror hosts, like uh, you know, like Elvira and like. Um, those type of characters. There's one now called Zvenguli, who's been doing it since the 70s. He's still on TV. We watch him every Saturday at 8 o'clock. Uh, you know, kind of add a little bit of comedy and creepiness before uh, before watching a bad B movie by like Bird Eye Gordon or by uh, Roger Corman or someone like that. So, you know, and also I'm a huge Mystery Science Theater 2000 fan. So all that kind of stuff kind of goes, ties in together. And so this comic, if you're a fan of that stuff, um, you probably will be a fan of this comic. It's about a reporter named Jerry who... Um, has an alcohol problem <laughs> and um, she it unfortunately gets in the way of her doing her job um, she has she has an, an immense problem that happens while she's on on the on a uh, location at a carnival uh, that kind of makes the her and her uh, the uh, the news station look bad but fortunately her brother is the uh, the guy who runs the the news station and and has been kind of giving her extra opportunities to kind of redeem herself and to be able to keep a job because you know that's her brother and the station was originally owned by her parents so it's a family thing going on here and so they um the last job that he has for her is that the original host of all the the bad horror and sci-fi movies um count crowley has gone missing the last two weeks and they need their they're out of reruns they need that they need to to put on a new live show for the uh for the saturday evening slot so he gets jerry to become the new count crowley so she reluctantly takes the job um and very drunkenly go uh performs it but as she's leaving she finds out that this job is a little more uh, there's a little more to it than she originally realized. Where, besides being the host of the horror shows, uh, this this original Count Crowley was also a monster hunter, and so a guy <laughs> a guy who's been trying to get a hold of of the original Count Crowley um, comes up to her and says like Hey, can can you you know like like where is he like he's he promised he'd help me as he's turning into a werewolf. And so she freaks out. She uh, ends up shooting, shooting him and, and then passing out because she's drunk. And she wakes up the next morning kind of re- and thinks, oh, maybe that was just a dream. But then quickly realizes, especially after she sees like, almost literally a zombie following her, um, that uh, maybe it wasn't a dream. So she kind of has to 
she has to kind of accept a lot of things. Uh, one, um, she has to accept help from her f- friends and family and get help uh, for her uh, for her drinking problem, as well as she needs to um, realize that there's more to life than just reporting and like and drinking. <laughs> you know, she's got to fight monsters. But unfortunately, the uh, the person who taught Count Crowley is an old man. Uh, he's very, very misogynistic, I guess is the best word to put it, where he's like, oh, you can't help because you're a woman. And so she's basically, that actually kind of goads her into to wanting to help because she's like, fuck you, old man. You know, she wants like, let's, let's, let's do this. So she ends up kind of saving the day um in the first first volume the second volume kind of opens up right after the first volume she's now taking she's now attending AA meetings she's now kind of learning more about how to fight ghosts and vampires and werewolves and so um it's uh and and it actually this second the first issue introduces vampires into the uh into this story and the the vampires are a little bit different uh, this universe kind of operates a little bit different than your regular horror universes where basically all the stuff you've learned in movies and TV shows about these monsters is basically propaganda that the monsters put out there so that they, so like you would think, Oh, I have silver bullets. I can stop a vampire, but no, like you can't, you know, like, <laughs> they, they, they're the ones that like propagated those, you know, like tall tales, so to speak. Exactly. So, so you it. actually don't know how oh. to stop them. And I love so, that. So, so yeah, so she's basically got to unlearn everything she's learned from like bad movies and like, and, and learn the actual ways to, uh, to, to kill these things. And unfortunately it has to be from an old man who doesn't really like that. It's a woman who's doing this work, but um, it takes place in 1983 in Missouri. So it kind of has kind of a rural feel to it as well. So it's, it's a pretty good comic. Um, I love the coloring. The coloring has a very much like that kind of horror comic feel to it, and the art oh, also it's very a lot, beautiful. Art's a lot of fun as well. I, I love yeah. the, I love the the, uh, the design of Count Crowley, what she looks like when she's in her in her uh, horror makeup. Flipping through it, I love her cape, her yes. like cape clasp. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like pumpkins and skulls, and I'm like I dig that so hard. Yeah. <laughs> With, Oh, sorry, Richard, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Brian. Oh, um, I was just going to say, um, she also, uh, well, first, she's surly because she's drunk, but the second time she does it, she does it sober, but she's also, she, but she kind of keeps that schluck because it turns out everyone, like half the people like it, half the people don't like her insulting everybody, but Got you. but it's getting people calling the station, so therefore they're doing their job. So so um, so she basically goes like, "Listen up, nerds! You have nowhere else to go. You're gonna watch this, this stupid movie that like everyone hates, but you're you know what else are you gonna do tonight except play D D with your friends or something like that?" But oh my so, god, I love it. <laughs> so yeah, so, I I get why they've got that thing at the bottom where it's like it's the Lois Lane Jessica Jones mashup or whatever. Yes, yes, but yes. It is kind of Elsa Bloodstone erasure, is it not? I can see that. <laughs> I can definitely see that. But yeah. Does Elsa Bloodstone Erasure exist when the character is just so like like Elsa Bloodstone pops up like once a decade for 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 like a year and then they put it back, you know, they put her back on the shelf. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit Kelly Thompson on you. Oh, no, no, no. When I read Elsa Boyce, though, it's good <laughs> stuff. But literally, Darcy, there's been at least twice that Elsa Bloodstone has popped up in a comic. I was like, oh, are they introducing a new character? And I was like, oh, no, that's Elsa Bloodstone. I just haven't read her in years. <laughs> <laughs> she was so recently... She was recently in the Black Knight uh, miniseries, and she yeah, was actually... she was in the recent uh, Deadpool too. But yes. like, oh, she what, was, what was she in before that? Like, she yeah. like, like she's a very good character. He, even her just... father, you Ulysses Bloodstone. Like they, I feel like they don't they use those characters a lot, and then they just disappear for a decade. Mm-hmm. Depends on who's who's working at the time, but yeah. Um, I was going to say about the book, it felt very, it felt like, just flipping through it, it felt like a 70s movie. Like, you're saying, uh, um, Jessica Jones and Lois Lane. I felt like I was reading, like, uh, she was a mashup between Elvira and and, uh, the character from Death Wish. Oh my god, yes. (laughs) Oh my god, yes, I could see that. And a little bit of Spawn in there, too, with the case, you know? I I wasn't saying that. Newsarama was saying that. Oh, Newsarama was saying that. (laughs) But like, yeah, like, I just, she she feels like a throwback to a character that we don't depict in movies anymore. She's drunk and she's churlish, but like, she's also coherent enough to do all of her work and be very productive. This is, I love that, uh, I love the imagery that you get when it looks like she decides maybe that she's like done with her drinking or, or that she's going to maybe like slow up the drinking to go more for like crime fighting. Monster hunting. Value Mart wine boxes instead. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, oh yeah. That, that was, yeah, that was in the beginning where, uh, it was that's what kind of got her in trouble was that she was tasting the wine for this uh this renaissance festival this person puts on and they and during the recording the guy's talking about how it's the top to top end and she's like uh not that what i taste you know and then she exposes that there's an entire back room of like boxed wine that they've been replacing the the uh, the top shelf wine with so, oh my goodness. And yeah. I see they literally went all in for even the wine stains on her teeth, which is mm-hmm. hilarious. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This is great. Like, honestly, I do have to say this is a very, a, a very interesting art style. And they really put a lot of detail into this. Like it's, it's got a lot of detail. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm really enjoying it. I love, um, Usually when someone, you know, especially if they're coming from a different medium, writes a comic, they like to tell, not show. And, yes. and like, well, at least in the first few issues, you know, like when they're going to get used to the medium. But it's, I'm guessing David Desmalchin has read comics all his life or something because he's got the, he's got a good, you know, balance between the words and, and the pictures. He's letting, he's letting the pictures tell the story at the same time. So Got you. And I, that's kind of what I'm seeing. Like I, I saw, you know, like it's basically like a little bit of what Darcy said and also very much what you said um, when you were describing, it's kind of like a mashup of Lois Lane and, you know, uh, insert a few other characters here, (laughs) if you will, you know, but um, I love it. That's, it's definitely something that I could see myself reading. Like oh. as a horror fan for sure. So 
and also uh just really really quick too um he also kind of introduces other like horror like movie introductions kind of like crypt keeper kind of type characters yeah i'm noticing like the guy uh he's like holding some like onion bundles maybe i'm not sure if it's the same person in each one that's the old man that's the uh that's the guy who's teaching her how to uh to become a become a monster hunter um but but there's a friar fear and there's a my favorite from the this next the first issue that's come out in the second volume there's vincent van gore and it's like basically (laughs) i love that yeah i love that (laughs) so yeah I love it. I love oh, puns. Man. So I was gonna say, I, there's been so many bad puns today. I enjoyed them all, but there's been a lot today. <laughs> yes, there, I, has been. It, there has been. It's okay though. It's Season okay. finale. Yeah. We'll, we'll, there you we'll, go. Put, we'll put a pun warning in the beginning of this episode, Carrie. I, I know you're editing right now, so <laughs> maybe you want to put a pun warning in this one, or not? Because uh, uh, if if you haven't listened to our podcast before, then you know what you come into all the puns. So enjoy sad puns galore. Enjoy. Yeah, yes. enjoy. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking about enjoying, um, that was my transition for the day. Uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about our main subject, uh, which was "Our Dreams at Dusk" by Yuki Kamatani from Seven Seas, and this was uh, Jared's choice. So, Jared, if you would like to give us one reason why you chose this book and to kind of a, a brief synopsis of, of what happens in the book uh, before sorry I meant to do this before I said that uh, before I handed the microphone over to you um, major spoiler warnings going ahead um, if you, so this sounds like something you're interested in you don't want spoilers you know you haven't read it yet pick up the book read it or if you want to just kind of hear what we have to say about it and then read it later go ahead and do that too but uh, spoilers ahead yeah so uh, yeah, um, this one was one uh, that was you know I, I just I I picked it up. It was really really interesting. Uh, Yuki Kamatani um, apparently is um, uh, as far as like personal life, um, they identify as asexual um, and uh, uh, third gender, um, which is sometimes sometimes stylized as like X or like cross dash gender. Um, and, uh, so I, uh, uh, I see some of that, uh, part of their life played out in some of the, you know, manga as well. It was, uh, definitely, or, or the, the novel, I should say, um, it was, uh, definitely one of those that it touches on gender. It was touching on, you know, some of the, um, a little bit of like the tabooness, I think, still of like talking about certain things, um, specifically like, you know, like uh, between, you know, guys, like uh, in one instance, like uh, in the beginning of the novel, they're, you know, kind of making fun of him for um, like, they say he has gay porn on his phone. I'm assuming that someone sent him like a picture or something uh, because they mentioned his brother and this and that. So, um, and he even mentions his brother. He's like, no, my brother sent me that. It's like a joke, blah, blah, whatever. Um, And so for a while, he kind of like just tries to brush off this, you know, this like, you know, he's, he's coming to terms with the fact that, okay, maybe I am, gay or or something and there's just like this whole 
rush of, you know, emotions that comes with that. I think also because of the way in which he was found out, so to speak. Um, Like, I think that plays into it a lot. Um, uh, I know in Japanese culture, they're still really, um, you know, they're still really uh, heavily reliant on cell phones and those types of, uh, you know, devices for a plethora of things. Um, I'm sure pornography would be one of them. Um, And so I could see that being a situation that could, you know, definitely really happen um, in real life. So there was definitely like that realism feel to it. Um, Being that I am someone who, you know, identifies as gay as well, I could definitely see some of the moments that you struggle with at times when you're trying to figure out like what you know what exactly is going on right now you know what what am I feeling like what am I am I just like am I like having a moment am I daydreaming like what's going you know all of those like emotions are explored and I definitely loved that about it um there you know it's like there's a little bit of identity struggle there's um, a little bit of like trying to figure out like what do I want to do with my life where do I want to be um, and so like our our uh, main you know character as it as it were goes through and decides you know okay I'm going to go in and start working for this uh, what they call a drop-in house um, I, I thought it was kind of funny. Um, uh, instead of a drop, you know, drop out zone, they have a drop in zone. So um, it was very interesting to see how, you know, possibly like gay, trans, asexual, um, non-binary, third gender, you know, and otherwise may have some issues in Japan and and uh, otherwise I mean like there were definitely moments where I was like oh I could see this translating into other areas of life as well um but it was very very good um it definitely just from volume one leaves you wanting to see what's going to be coming next so I definitely will be keeping up with this one um it was amazing uh I love the art style everything as far as the story is very cohesive there's like no moments where you're like oh I kind of got lost or you know there's like no moments where you you're like I'm, I'm not quite sure what's happening like as you go through the you know the graphic novel you're you're fully understanding everything as it's happening you're immersed and then when you're done which I will honestly say I read it really really fast just because it was so good. Um, so I read it again, just to make sure that I absorbed, you know, a few more of the details and just a little bit more of like the background art and other things like that. And I mean, it's absolutely one of those that, like I said, if you are, you know, if you're thinking about, um, uh, this is like, a, a definitely something that I would recommend for like young adults. Um, even like, uh, like, uh, 
if you have a more open-minded parent, et cetera, someone that you can talk to to say like, maybe like, hey, um, you know, would you read this with me? Or, you know, could we, you know, possibly read this together? I could see that being like a really um, good way of, you know, that being like a way for people to even like bridge like the talk, so to speak, with a loved one, um, you know, you name it. I, I was really interested in the story. Like I said, it was really, really good. And I could definitely see myself reading the entire series, like all the way through, no problem. Um, in fact, it probably will be, you know, probably will be happening. So. <laughs> Counterpoint, I would like to represent a good old home American conservative values that tell you about how <laughs> this book is awful. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. You, uh, you, no. are, you are in Florida. Yes, this is true. This is true. I, I'm actually not allowed to say, uh, to read or talk about this book by virtue of being in Florida, unfortunately. But Break the rules. <laughs> Break the rules. Break the rules, man. There you go. Power. There you go. No, all jokes aside, um, first of all, just like you, um, I don't even think you, Freddie, it's just a quick read because I felt like I breezed right through it. Like, yeah. But it was really, really well done. Um, like when it opens up, I was just like, "Oh, so we're just jumping into the deep end of this pool because it's like, hey, this guy he got gay porn on his phone." And I was just like, oh, "Okay, boom!" <laughs> and it's like he has it jumps into the book. Hey, he has gay porn on his phone. He's being a you know made fun of and harassed at school, and then immediately cuts to him, you know, contemplating to suicide to to jump off of a like off of a of a ledge. Exactly. So it drops you into the deep end of the pool very quickly, and then it does like a masterful work of kind of scaling everything back and letting you know what happened. So I really enjoyed just the, the artistry of how, cause you know, you could do that story many different ways, but just the way that it, you know, shocks you in the opening and it just kind of brings you back and then slowly just builds up to everything for you. Um, I love uh, the character of uh, someone's son who is kind of, it's weird when you have the 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 magic person but they're a background character because i feel like again this manga or even if it's an american comic book someone's son and maybe in the later volume she takes more of a center stage but like she's obviously not a manic pixie dream girl but something in that kind of vein and like but she's also right. a background character she exactly. doesn't really push the narrative forward the way everybody else does she's very closed off like uh, you know like it's mentioned actually by many of the you know like sub characters in the book they're mm -hmm. like you know d don't even try you know you're not going to get anywhere with her you know it's just like don't e it's not even worth it you know no one seems kinda, to even know her know. real name no yeah no one <laughs> that's which is why they hence why they call her someone's on because they're not quite sure you know <laughs> I was trying to translate it to like Japanese phonetics when I was first reading it because I, 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 I didn't get it at first, and I was like, "Someone son," <laughs> like I was really trying to, to, to put it in Japanese. In all phonetics. honesty, I was reading a, uh, you know, a less than official release, and I thought it was a bad translation at first. It's like continued to read the chapters i was like oh no 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 this is totally correct actually <laughs> yeah no no yeah it's it's it was really 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 good like i will have to say that yuki kamatani did a really really good job with like i said like just some of the things that you like the nuances that you wouldn't think about somewhat i guess yes. like you said like it where you know 
like the gay porn thing, you could probably see that happening, you know, like being, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, in high school or something like that, you could see something like that happening. Um, so that's, that was an interesting way to drop you right into, you know, that, like you said, the whole, you know, am I going to jump off a building? Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. You know, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely one of those where you're like, hmm, okay, this is going to be an interesting read from the jump. And like, that was one of the things that like really did pull me in was like that it did drop you in kind of quick. Yeah, yeah th- there were a lot of things like even even if you didn't have the gay porn thing happen to you, exactly. that and um, that immediate he goes out and he's like, OK, this terrible thing happened to me. Maybe I have to kill myself. Maybe it'll go away tomorrow. Maybe I can just last the summer uh, that had almost the um, uh, if you've seen Turning Red, that kind of extreme feeling that you have like as a teenager as a a kid it's like this is the most important thing that's ever going to happen to me I'm never going Mm -hmm. to recover from this kind of feeling yes Uh, it was really well written uh the way he responds and he reacts and the way he talks about this thing and holy shit that would be a really hard thing the bullying that would come from it the nicknames you know he would get from it the way his entire high school life is going to you know revolve around this one thing um you know that's how that's going to impact and so but again it's like from an adult perspective from an adult writing Mm -hmm. about that if you've read any sort of think piece about you know turning red you know adults forget how teenagers feel Yes. How children feel. So oh, the yeah. fact that that was so really well written, the desperation uh, he was under post that um, I-, I thought was really well done. And, and the art for it, the, the way oh, gosh, his yeah. face responded w- it, was really well done. The 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 uh, the grief emotions and some of the yes. other things that were portrayed were really well done. I did notice that I was like, wow, like. I've never seen someone portray grief, you know, as well as, you know, because there was like a moment where um, he like rushes in, he goes to talk to someone's son and she just sort of like brushes him off and like goes into another area and is just like, you know, whatever. And he then comes out of her room, I guess, and like collapses onto a sofa or something, some a sofa, a chair, something like a. I think over- she's on a on a. She's kneeling and doing uh, money. She's doing accounts. Accounts, yeah, that that's what it was. And so in, in that moment, like he just like couldn't get, I guess, like whatever he was looking for out of her, like, and he just like has that moment where he comes out and just like collapses and is like. you know and then the nicer older gentleman's like i'm gonna play you some tchaikovsky here you go (laughs) (laughs) like there's a couple things about just uh and to the point that darcy was just making it it, i like i haven't thought about being a teenager in a long time because i'm Mm. old and washed now and it's just certain things that's like it's so real because like first of all this happens the second to last day of school for the summer mm. and, and that's and another the, thing that's oh thing wow didn't that, even think about that like, yeah. adult you is just like okay 
this is bad. But two days, I could thug it out for two days and I'm going to make right. it. No, teenage you is like, this is the end. It's this the longest end, two it days. It's the yeah. longest two days ever and I'm going to kill myself. So and that then, was one. And then two, just um, his imagination going wild, running wild on how bad it mm-hmm. is, how bad one that it's going to be. Not that it's not going to be bad, but like you could see how he is just inflating, like like this is the end of the world. Which again, that's what you think like when you're a teenager, mm, and then how much. he, and then when he's confronted with stuff, how he just kind of like completely crumbles. I was just like, yeah, you're a teenager, like at you're you're an adult now. Something like that t- in that vein happens, you would just kind of chuckle it off and be like, that sucked, but you go on with your day. But there's something just the way that he breaks down. I'm like oh my god I, I forgot how it felt to have that much angst like it's mm-hmm. been oh so gosh. long yes. and I like, was just like but like no like of course I haven't dealt with that similar circumstance but like yeah no I remember feeling like oh my god like my friends are gonna make a big fun of me this is gonna be the end of the world like I mm-hmm. can't survive this and yeah. it, it just felt so real to me it just brought me back to a place that I haven't been to in a very long time that's me too like on I <laughs> will have to say honestly like I I was like, wow, oh, it's been a while since I've like had those, you know, those like emotions stirred up, I guess, mm-hmm. in a way. Like, it's just, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like that was kind of how, you know, like being a teenager was like, I, I forgot that it was so hormonal, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it really literally like it, it's one of those things that like, you know, like Darcy was saying, it, it goes into that, like when you hit a certain age like you just kind of forget that oh my gosh this is you know how it was for me at that moment in my life and those extremes highs and drops so when he drops after not you know having that talk he was looking for with someone sin and um getting Tchaikovsky played for him and he kind of drops on the couch and you get that almost disassociation and exactly. you know kind like of he's going and, yeah right he's, he's going into that snowy like world right of, the like, wind because they're playing winter right and winter's yeah. going mm-hmm. and and whereas you get like same you get not the same highs and lows but you're getting highs and lows of emotions with Saki and Saki's relationship with Haruko <laughs> yes. um you know she wants you know they've been in this relationship for a long time you know she would like to be out um to their friends and family mainly their family mainly their family to have to have some sort of wedding you know she's willing to lose her parents over it Saki's not um and that's that's a common thing like that's a common thing you know they're having these adult highs and lows but they're keeping it level like they're not having this huge emotional up and down because they've got this adult level of moderation to them exactly exactly uh, no um it, like that hit home just because i came of age in the early 2000s in miami and you know i and i worked in restaurants so i'd have a bunch of gay friends and i remember like having gay friend couples that like one of them is super out loud and proud and the other one's like yo can you tone it down like i don't need <laughs> everyone knowing like that's our pretty business. typical 
Yeah, yeah no, that's no, like, pretty typical. Again, it just it, it it shook up memories that I haven't thought about. Like I of specific people that I could put names to. That was just like, oh, that's just like such and such. I like, yeah, that's really real. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's totally relatable. Like, oh gosh, there were moments where I was like, oh, this is getting so close to my life. At moments, I like <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable, but like it was funny. Like there were like Darcy was saying there's like the good moments like the highs and the lows I really really loved that they went into um the community rebuilding uh, project within the graphic novel itself as far as like the rehabbing the traditional Japanese homes that are you know that went into disuse etc like that are really the least relatable part of the book where you know the government's just like take all these free houses yeah yeah yeah, well yeah i mean like i i liked it i thought it was like you know i know it was great but but it was i I read that shit i was like this is the most un-american thing i've read all day i was just 100 percent. the government's gonna be like hey here's real estate just do whatever take it and, with it. And do, whatever. Do, yeah, do whatever with it. Make it useful. I was like, yo, man, we are a profit uh, profit centric com- country. There's no way anyone's get a home, a building, land, a land. Free. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, a, a mountainside. Are you kidding me? No, we're not getting. And that, that was the other thing in the manga. I have. I haven't read a slice of life manga in quite some time. And oh my God, take me to the Japanese countryside. It looks yes. gorgeous. It, it does. It and all looks, the cats. Like, like just looking at it mellowed me out. And I was just like, oh yeah, if I was there, all my stresses would just evaporate. Like I would just be mm-hmm. there every day. I'd walk down, I'd get some ice cream and a popsicle and I'd be happy. Go get I'd your do nonprofit <laughs> construction work too. Right, me exactly. too. I would 100% would do it. I'm like, uh, Sign me up. I'm into it. I, I have Listen, to, I was, uh, oh, go ahead, Brian. Oh, oh I was just to say, well, I do have to say that um, from personal experience, one of the best ways to get rid of hormonal aggression when, you know, when there's really no valve out, you know, to get it out of you is destroying something. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I've been there. Yeah, because um, I, you know, as a teenager and then as a young adult, I worked, um, under the table with like construction and stuff and man demolition is fun <laughs> especially it really, when you have some pent up aggression it really can be yeah. oh man i've done a few uh i've done a few uh of the uh like car smash things where it's just mm-hmm. like you know grab the hammer and just smash the thing at like uh one of the colleges that uh i mm. went to at one point and i was like wow I didn't That's know like that a I was going to enjoy that. Now, though. Yeah, <laughs> like smash, like smash rooms. The smash rooms, yeah. Yes, you yeah. just go in and just get all that aggression out. Just smash as many window panes as you can get in, you know, I don't know, like twenty or thirty minutes or <laughs> something like that. Yeah, and the, the the fun thing about the book, again, just about being a teenager, is for us. Uh, was it Suzuku? Is his name? Everything. It's the end of the world. But yeah, sur- he seems to be surrounded by adults. And everyone's whole, like, they're not saying it explicitly, but their whole energy is like, bro, just mellow out. Listen to they're this Tchaikovsky. Yeah, yeah. They're like, listen to this Tchaikovsky. Everything's going to be all right. Hey, break these floorboards. It'll help. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Do you all need the, some uh, water? Here. Yeah. You know? All the yeah. adults have been there and they're just like, dude, like, yes, it's rough. We get it, but just ease your way through it and it'll be all right. It will be okay. <laughs> yeah. And like, 
go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I was just say the worst thing you can say to someone when they're when you're trying to get them to relax is to relax. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that doesn't so, yeah. it doesn't help. It's yeah. one of those things like as as someone who has anxiety, like <laughs> it, you can try as hard as you want, but <laughs> yes. sometimes you're just not going to be able to relax. But, uh, and another thing that maybe uh, just brings it back to being a teenager is uh, when he goes to after summer break starts and he has to go to uh, was a table tennis club. Yes. The, the friend that was breaking oh, his God. balls is like he realizes that he really upset him. And he's just yes. like for him because for him, he's just like. I, I was just breaking your I'm balls. Just, yeah, and I'm he, sorry. He, yeah, yeah. He feels horrible for making him feel bad. And, but like neither one of them knows how to properly navigate it to bring things back to normal. And yeah. our main character, his emotions are a little bit too high to, for things to go back to normal. But like, I've totally been there where like, you make fun of somebody, you think these are just jokes. And for them, it's a dagger to the heart and you don't oh, know yes. how, you know, how to fix that, you know? And, and a lot of times oh, it's yeah. just, all it takes is time. But like, it was just a very, very real human interaction where it's like, oh, I said something that was fucked up. Uh, we might have seen that last night on, on the Oscars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was about to say. Yeah. That sounds familiar. I thought I was making jokes and I really touched the nerve. My bad. Yeah, yeah like, wow. I, oh, man. I, wow. Uh, honestly, I was like, oh. Mm. But yeah, in, in that vein, um, and, and I apologize, Brian, like in that oh, vein, nice. I... Uh, I'm a hundred percent with you, uh, Richard, that it like, it was, it was one of those things that it definitely, um, it kind of takes you into that, you know, that frame of mind where you're able to go, Oh, wow. Yeah. That's probably how I would react if I were in that situation. You know, a lot, there was a lot of that, which I mean, like, again, it just ties back into, you know, what Darcy was saying, as far as, you know, everything it, it definitely is one of those things that you forget, like being, mm-hmm. I'm like, third, I'm not going to, I'm in my thirties. I'm not going to say exactly how <laughs> I, I'm almost I, I'm 42. In my 30, so, yeah. so you're okay. I'm okay, almost 42. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm I just turned 38, buddy. Don't feel bad. <laughs> I'm 33. And so it's, it's like, the, it's like a whole new thing. Like even from like your twenties into your thirties is such a weird transitionary time. Mm -hmm. And then like your mid to late thirties are a whole different thing. And then like, you don't know that you're not there yet. (laughs) Well, I just, I know from just like seeing others (laughs) go through these different, you know, like situations. I'm like, okay, so it's, it's going to get like, it's going to be a little different, maybe a little better. Um, hopefully you know like i'm i'm seeing <laughs> that's always choices. the hope it's always I, always the hope that's gonna get better <laughs> yeah i'm seeing better choices among all of my friends across the board so mm-hmm. <laughs> on that note i'm like we are all making better choices so that's a plus <laughs> i'm i still find new things about myself and i'm 42 so it you know you, you there's definitely you kind of grow and evolve almost all your life you know yeah. so it's, and um, that's so true. So just re- really quick, um, going back to um, middle school and high school and, and how everything is the end of the world, I really related to that because I was that kid. I, I, you know, I got bullied a lot in like seventh and eighth grade, especially. Um, 
and like sorry about that Brian. I oh, mean, you know, it, it's okay. we, we, we've, we've moved on we've learned you know, it's okay <laughs> no, no and um and and every time and like it wasn't until like I, I started realizing it wasn't the end of the world at around like my sophomore junior year of high school and and that's when like my life kind of became better because it was like I realized that like, cause it was like, Oh, like these people are saying this thing about me and now everyone's going to say it. And now my life is going to be over because it's like, it's like, I don't want people to say that thing about me. But, and then when you get older, it's like, finally you realize who gives a shit what these people think, you know, it's like, you know, it's like yes. I'm me, you know, and like, it's a hard lesson to learn and it's a good lesson to learn. And I'm hoping that the, you know, kind of, you know, the one benefit of kind of living in kind of more of an open society where you can find people more like yourself um, is that people can easily find easily more easily accept themselves and be okay if not everyone likes them, you know, like, like, but as long as you can find your own tribe, essentially, and like your own people, like you're okay. Yeah, exactly. And I think that holds true, even still, like, even yeah. to this day that's one of those things that i think you know even as you age like you kind of go and you find your tribe mm-hmm. yeah as you as you age and grow up welcome to the conversations are better tribe <laughs> this is exactly <laughs> right yeah exactly right <laughs> uh, so i don't really like to call it a tribe i'm more calling it a, a cult if you're if yeah that's what you're into. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I could totally see that. <sighs> yeah. No, but definitely, it's just one of those things that, like, these are things I haven't thought about in ages. But God, did, did this manga like bring and- back real emotions, and it all felt so real because it's just like, yes, I remember you get made fun of, and you feel like that thing is the end of the world. Like, <sighs> I remember going home with anxiety from school, and all you could think about is what happened that day. Then finally you fall asleep and you have some respite Then you wake up and it's like, oh my God, I have to deal with that. I have to deal with this. It's going to be the end of the world. And then you go to school and it's bad, but it's not as bad as you thought. And then the next day happens. And then after a few days, it kind of dissipates because there's someone new to make fun of or there's a new thing. Exactly. And like, that is like one of the good things about, younger adults is that the attention span is a little shorter so yeah luckily eventually there will be something else <laughs> mm-hmm. to quote elton john i'm still standing you know like there you go keep on moving yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly <laughs> uh, no and i liked um one i, I like the juxtaposition between like how what you guys were saying earlier how um the adults are handling stress versus how the the kids are handling stress you know exactly and, and um and like and i because i related you know i'm old so i related to both you know like i and like oh like yeah you know what i didn't really think about it but yeah now when stuff like this happens like you know we handle it in such a different way and luckily you know it's kind of a healthier way to handle it than it was before and i would agree yeah i've I mean, i'm I'm past the early 20s uh, drinking phase. I'm, you know, now I'm just kind of in the, you know what? I don't feel good today. I'm just going to play Monster Hunter all night. You know, that's that's my phase right now. So. I'm, I'm like Pokemon Arceus right now, like yes. full in. So that's me. If I'm like chilling on the couch playing, that's what I'm doing. Nice. Um, and one of the realest thing about it is just that like, 
again, since we're everyone here is older, is that uh, this is a like a slice of my uh, life manga in the here and now. And that oh, yeah. like, yeah, you may not have community, but like she shows up like, yeah, no, I joined this Twitter group and I found my people. I found like, my tribe. I found this girl right. that exactly. we became friends, that we wanted to hang out in person. Then we fell in love. Then we lived together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then like, and that's one thing about the new era is that's like, it's easy or easier rather to have found family, to find your tribe, to find the people that like, yeah, of course. Exactly. You're, 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 you're born into the circumstances you're born in they may not be optimal for you, but at least we're in a, a current era where it's easier. The resources are there to find your people, to find your place where you fit in. Exactly. And they may, you know, skirt some child labor laws and have you demolish a house for them. You know, <laughs> you found your tribe. Little, you know, but did you find your tribe though? You know, that's what you have it's, to ask yourself. <laughs> it's volunteerism. It's not child labor though. So exactly. It's, he's not getting yeah. it's he's not getting paid, so it's volunteerism. He's probably exactly. getting school credit. We've paid yeah. yeah. Let's hope. Yeah. Let's hope. Because the, the when that part of the manga opened up, I was just like, oh, are we gonna make a huge left turn and this is gonna be about child exploitation <laughs> no 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 if they don't pay you it's not child labor so it no count. exactly <laughs> remember exactly. it's volunteer work if they don't pay you you're doing chores yeah you're doing chores <laughs> doing for free. Chore. that's right no oh. i i and speaking of like the found family stuff i thought they handled like uh with haruko and and saki saki the, yes. like you had you had parents who they lost contact with, but kind of like, oh, I can talk to him via email or whatever. Yes. And then family parents that, uh, you know, I'm willing to lose contact with them. If they're not going to accept mm -hmm. me for who I am, well, then, yes. uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to just like, okay, then I guess I just won't have you in my life anymore. Yeah. So you've got, you've got like, kind of like the spectrum of uh, kind what of happens? family in the queer community yeah you know mm -hmm. you've got found family you've got families that uh are accepting you've got families that aren't accepting you've got families that come back after time kind of thing um i i thought it was like just overall a really good um representation of that if you go further into the series like you bring in trans characters and non-binary characters and questioning characters uh someone who is sometimes called um depending on like translation anonymous uh is uh, like the uh mangaka uh of x-gender if like on the original mm. translation um is ace arrow like that's why i originally read it um so someone san okay. is uh, an ace arrow character Okay, the, uh, like, that's what I was gathering, but okay, I was like, I'm not quite sure. That's kind of what I was, that's the feeling I was getting, but I was like, I'm not going to make assumptions. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I, was, I wasn't quite sure. Yeah. So. It, that whole storyline, like, that's, like, it's not like it's, someone's story isn't like, it, like you were saying, like, that whole, for the most part, that character is still pretty background okay. but like there's a couple mm -hmm. of pages in there that are like really pretty big within the asexual community mm. like so that's kind of how it was sold to me almost is like this is a kind of triple a character asexual a, a romantic agender 
isn't quite right. Like it's one of those, you know, depending on what culture you're in, right. gender is, is different. Like it, it's a little f- fluid ex- in, in certain exactly tra- traditional societies and non-traditional society. Like it, it's different gender cultures. Is a cultural different con- exactly. Gender is a cultural construct. Especially in Japan. A different culture. Definitely. Thailand, Thailand's a different culture. They discuss it differently. So I I learned it differently kind of thing. Exactly. But someone has this really good two pages. I think it's an issue three, volume three, something like that, where it's um, you go back into the background and it's uh, the the description is if all the world were boats and everyone had all of these boats and these boats were husbands and wives and, and families, I am completely unable to get on any boat at all. And it's just Mm. like visually really well sold that I can't get on boats, but everybody else has all of these boats and I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was going to say that was one of those moments that you kind of, you, you catch, but you don't, you know, you might not like completely understand, you know what I mean? Like if, if you're not like fully paying attention. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is someone's son magic as well? Because there is a point where she it doesn't flies. Like she flies. So the first <laughs> I thought that too. There's <laughs> like, like all this, <laughs> it, it, like the subgenre for it is like magical realism. And that like, mm-hmm. when people think about someone's son, sometimes they like have this like right. magical-ish vision that's what I, I wasn't sure if that was okay. his per- okay. if she flew or if that was his perception of her. That's kind of what it's, I was it's going a perception on. Perception thing. She's like, so aloof. Yeah, it's it's aloof and like this, this, this. He, I think, needed something then, and he doesn't really understand. And you know, he was so emotional. <laughs> He was so emotional. And, but I mean, like, oh man, like I thought about like, like we were talking about earlier, as I delved back through old journals not long ago, I was like, oh wow, what in the world was going on with me at 15? Yeah. Lord Great. have mercy. Yeah. Um, so I can 100% like relate in that way where it was like, <laughs> wow, what was going on there? I, I don't even, I don't even recognize that person anymore. Like, it's it's like uh there was a quote that someone sent me one time that was um basically the the summation is are you the same person that you were a year ago and most people would say no I'm a little different from who I was a year ago you know so it's just one of those things like I think we progress you know linearly somewhat <laughs> yes but did, did you all did you have all your floorboards changed <laughs> i i should like that, i should that, i should is that a metaphysical question or is that <laughs> is that like no no it's a ship of theseus joke that yeah, is yeah, for, yeah. Ship of yeah. Theseus. that is for like two nerds out there i love it <laughs> i was actually just t- talking to carrie about the ship of theseus <laughs> the other day like that yeah that's a pretty good Good reference. Oh man, I was no, but, say. Oh, also, Jared, shout out to you for one journal journaling and two still having journals from when you're 15. I feel like, yeah, 
even the people I knew that did that did journal, all that stuff is in a fire somewhere. <laughs> oh, well, I burned it after I read it. This it was a burn, burn after reading moment for me. Uh, nice. I was like, I want this scoured from the internet forever. But it was one of those moments where I did like kind of go back down through memory lane and it was like, oh, wow. Um, you know, talking about like, it was kind of relatable in a way because it was like talking about schools that I wanted to go to as far as like colleges and, you know, just like ambitional dreams and goals that I wanted to fulfill or, you know, just uh, how the world few- was going to end for a- you. Yeah, exactly. I remember those. Um, the, the, there were a lot of <laughs> random um, like I'm super freaked out that there's going to be a nuclear accident that's going to like randomly happen oh, wow. somehow. I don't understand how that made it into a lot of my journal entries, but then I'll have, you know, Fukushima happened. So yeah, it maybe didn't happen here in America, but it did happen. <laughs> it, so, proved that it could happen somewhere. It could happen oh, anywhere. Or maybe you were just early. Cause you know, I was early. <laughs> I was way early. I was getting like weird vibes and I'm like, that I felt something, something's not right. Maybe like I felt that like preliminary, 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 like force shock before, you know, something happened. I just was like, mm, I don't know. I just, I remember I was like in downtown 20, Dallas. Eating about pizza. 20 years early. <laughs> yeah. I was like, say, you, got, you, you have spoilers for 2023. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> like, no, oh no. These days, like I specifically try not to delve too deeply into my brain to stay away from predictions <laughs> like that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, th- this is a very relatable comic, even though, um, or manga, sorry, um, that, you know, even because I know in Japan, we were just talking about, you know, gender roles and like the acceptance of, of almost like acceptance of others in, in J- Japanese culture is, is way behind even the U.S., you know, yes. and so I feel like this manga is almost groundbreaking in a way because the, I, you know, I, I know family is very, is a very important theme in, in Japanese culture, as far as I know. And like, that's like, you don't shame your family and it's about your blood family, you know, and like, this is about finding a family. And that's that I feel like that's super radical in, in Japanese culture nowadays, as far as I, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's one of those things. It's like really interesting that there are, you know, there's like some things that it that are weirdly specifically Japanese when you know when you're reading about them but then they have applications I guess in our in our lives in in some in some ways and forms um Mm -hmm. because there were definitely things that I you know throughout the you know throughout the first novel that I was like wow there's a lot of similarities that you know I would not have thought would be there um but that were totally there. And I was like, oh my God, like I felt some of those like embarrassing moments for him. Like I was totally there with that. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am. Um, yeah. I'm like, you know, things I happen. think it goes back to some point, like what we were talking about last week with Richard and where there was a period where so many things were derivative uh, in um, American media, but also in Japanese media and kind of, we hit a point where, 
there were, you know, stereotypes and stereotypes and stereotypes, but um, life just around the world no longer fits stereotypes the way they used to. Right. And I, I think if there's any country right now that has to readjust its view of whether or not a stereotype um, fits within a country's view of itself. Uh, Japan certainly is one of those. Um, and this comic addresses that. It's been a while since I've been to Japan. Um, but the comic directly through the nonprofit and through its construction uh, subplot addresses the fact that they have a population shortage like the idea of blood family is a uh, an issue that it's just a thing that the country is lacking right now Mm -hmm. right Um, and for them it's a a fluid concept that's what i got from it well blood family is not a fluid concept blood family is a set concept this is true Uh, yeah and and it's something that the government's having to currently contend with And they're doing that by adjusting what used to be seen as the stereotypes of what the country is and what it stands for. They used to be very insular. They used to have very closed borders. They used to be this. They used to be that. They can't be anymore if they want to continue to be a very strong, vibrant growth economy and want to continue to have a growing population. So they've opened their borders. They've changed the way to some extent. Well, okay. They did pre COVID. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, right. Pre COVID. Yes. yes. Things have changed, but you know, they have lots of people. Like in 2019, they were having like huge in uh, an influx of people from Mexico. Yeah, uh, talking which, about you know, COVID, Darcy, um, they were going to have, <clears throat> excuse me, a big crescendo in 2020 with the Olympics. That was going to be a big yeah. celebration of the country on the world stage. They wanted everyone to come and then COVID kind of shut that down. Exactly. Right. right. But, uh, you know, we, we the concept of found family and extended families and stuff like that, extended families, like, you know, friendships over families like that's not as unusual for americans as it is for people in other countries Mm -hmm. like valuing your family over other people is more common in other countries than it is for us that's incredibly true but in some other countries japan being one of them uh populations just having to make that change and the comic directly addresses that as a fact mm-hmm. based on, on this and and the government is addressing that based on like their immigration rules which COVID has fucked up but mm-hmm. if you look at their immigration policies in 2019 it's, it's something they are addressing yeah, and it's they something as as a culture they're having to address yes Um, You know, like they're going to have to face issues of racism that they weren't having to really directly address before because they were a little bit more insular. They had closed borders or borders that were a lot more Mm -hmm. closed than anybody else's. They're fucking giant group of islands, you know, exactly. Um, It's complicated and it's culture and I'm not Japanese and I've only been there a couple of times and, you know, whatever. I don't have a huge bundle of knowledge that isn't based on much except for a few visits and some friends and whatever. So I can't speak 
totally much more than media based and a little bit of knowledge, but you yeah. know, based on what the government's done, that's what I see about it. Yes. Yeah. I definitely like, I can totally see where they've done a lot um, to, you know, obviously this was, you know, pre COVID, um, but they've done a lot. And if I remember correctly, I want to say, did they not just make it official that Jeju Island was a part of South Korea? Didn't they just make that like official? I was like, wasn't that one of their things that they had done? Ooh, I didn't know that. I have no clue. I haven't I th- seen that. I, th- I thought they had like officially like made a uh, um, like a you know like a um, declaration. Yeah, like a declaration from from the government to say like you know we uh, at one point we had disputed the territory. I mean, it's they something that now they they've been talking about it's, that for a while. They always say it's part of South Korea when I'm on the South Korea airline flying oh, yeah, no. between South. Yeah, South Korea always claims it. Oh yeah, no. Well, and they they have always, but I guess it was disputed for a while, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not exactly sure why. Um, I just know there was like a a thing. No, um, yeah, no. You're probably. I would imagine mm-hmm. you're right. Like. If Japan, was, Japan's always an were, asshole about, yeah, Japan's saying, always an asshole. Just generally, about if they're the imperial power, they can be claiming it, even though South Korea is saying, "No, that's ours." <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. J- but Japan. I think, um, I think uh, Japan is realizing uh, what the English realized a century ago. Hey, man, it's it's expensive maintaining and disputing all this territory. How about we yeah. just give it back to you and we get the fuck out? Because we got our own problems back. at home. We'll just yeah, call it the Commonwealth and we'll, yeah, call it a day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And it, it, it still, yeah, it says like, uh, actually, apparently it was like there were claims and then they, I guess, decided that they were going to like, d- like disavow the claims for it. And it's now officially Korean territory, well, that's, which is cool. That's, I didn't, yeah, like, that's, that's awesome. Because it's also getting also getting away further from the 1930s and 40s uh, imperialism yes. you know like they're you know able to to see stuff like that and there's a lot of countries and you learned that you know like the falkland falkland islands, islands. are still con- yes. are still contested to this day yep. you know even though they're right next to argentina so you just imagine <laughs> it's like you would think that you know yeah you would think that they would belong to the argentinians but you know, no. britain's like well they're ours <laughs> yeah, and then like yeah same with the canary islands and like yeah, yeah it just it's yeah so it's it's kind of nice that we're kind of getting out of that age of imperialism and Thank uh goodness. We're, 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 we now have new horrors to think about <laughs> to think about and deal with you know like yeah. fukushima too you know then, I'm, I'm not i'm hoping not but we, you know we we have a guy in Russia who wants to start an empire again, you know, unfortunately. Know. So hopefully Gosh. that gets that hopefully that gets quelled very soon. So yeah, we'll see. I'm really hoping. Ugh. It's so uh, sad. Yeah. It's been like it it's been one of those things. He's it's been, not going to yeah, yeah, he's been planning this for a while, but yes. he's been doing it for a while. Yeah, well, yeah, he's mm-hmm. been doing it since what, 2015? 14. 14 yeah 2014 uh, that's when they started that yeah i'm glad that we've learned that appeasement doesn't work you know appeasement work in the does 30s. Work. yes so, it did not <laughs> I, I will say this about uh what's going on with russia it's bad i do not support it however 
as someone who reads a lot of manga, reads a lot of comics, just, you know, enjoys storytelling, I do like when foreshadowing comes to fruit. Like, he's been talking about this for 20 years, so yeah. there is part exactly. of me that's just kind of like, well, yeah, he finally did the thing. <laughs> yeah, he, he did it. He said he was going to, and then he did. Right, you know? right. Like, he, so he did it. Like, as someone who appreciates storytelling, I do like the payoff. So, yeah, so, awful, so um, and, uh, it's very awful. So Putin is Thanos in this case, you know, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> pretty much. I guess we're, we're right now in Infinity War. Is at, at this you moment. know what? No, no. Yeah. I'm going to say no because even though it's an apt analogy, I don't want him to be associated with that something that cool. Yeah, no, 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 agreed. no, no, no I don't want no, no, he's a yeah. scumbag. So he no, I, I won't give it to him. Though it's an adapt, it's an apt analogy. One thing yeah. I was going to say just about the manga. Um, Darcy saying, you know, since you've read ahead um, with uh, someone's son, like being uh, aromantic and uh, asexual. One thing I do like about that is that uh, whatever story does that is that, hey, this super conventionally attractive person lives a different lifestyle. Because someone I feel like if someone is uh, asexual or whatever, the the broy like the, the 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 typical thing is that like oh they must be unattractive they must be unappealing some way and that's how they came up to that decision whereas in this it's like no 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 she's the most attractive person here but no this is the lifestyle this is what's in her heart so this is how they live exactly exactly yeah the sexuality not being the personality is definitely a, a big thing in this comic or manga sorry um that that is really prevalent and I, that's what i really enjoyed about it too you know it's like they you know there's there's multiple gay characters in this and they're all different and that's yeah. the way it is that's the way life is you can't put someone in a box because of, of something like that you know it's exactly. almost like gay people are just real people exactly <laughs> right and they have all the, the personality <laughs> traits the uh, differences of all yeah. other real people <laughs> who yeah. would have ever thought you know who would have thunk it right right <laughs> Oh, it's so funny like it's it's i will say that like i'm really glad that things have progressed in in the way that they have um forward there have been a few stumbles backward especially yes. recently Ugh, a lot of stumbles unfortunately but i will say that when you look at the overall situation as it is minus the floridian situation as it is currently. and a few other situations situation yeah. and like a couple of other ones the, the um, senator in indiana saying that, that indiana. indiana yeah well was it interracial oh, marriage indiana. that he said like should yes. be contested oh i yes i'm not gonna lie no he's he said it should be he said it should he be left should up be to the left state up to the state as, Someone who's been in an interracial marriage for almost 16 years. I, yeah, I have to uh, say that, you know, I think they're pretty cool. You know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like I literally I am I've never been one of those people to be like, oh, no, I would never envision, you know, yeah. no, like it's, life's meant to be lived and it could be lived with anybody like go yeah. have fun. Yeah, you know, well, live well, thing is that I, I've always said, why would you pigeonhole yourself? Like, look yeah, how right. miserable we all are. And you're like, right. hey, I want someone to love me and care about me, but they could only be this specific type of person. Exactly. E exactly. No, you can't do that. Like, you That's can't insane. do that. It's just I mean, it's obviously just... you can. It's just insane. 
Like, yes. why, why would you do that? Why would you? Because they're you unhappy know? and miserable yeah. person who doesn't like They themselves. are unhappy and miserable, and miserable people. Exactly. <laughs> that is very true. My dog is barking. That means that food must have been delivered right now. Oh, okay. oh I see. I see. <laughs> well, um, it's almost dinner time. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. So, um, well, you guys have any other thoughts about uh, about this today, or do you want do you want to kind of move on to to our final segment? Um, the only my like last thought is that. This book is just uh, like a good example of one, why you shouldn't ban books and why you should have books and curriculum about different perspectives, because I'm not gay. But just reading this first volume of this, I could definitely take things and apply them to my life. I could see how these circumstances, you know, were similar to things that I've dealt with, even though, you know, I'm not an individual that's gay. And it just gives you empathy to, you know, be like, oh, this person who has a totally different circumstances is kind of like me. So it's probably good, you know, just for society in general to, you know, be giving that to children when you're educating them. Absolutely. And uh, (laughs) to build off of that, to build off of that, um, I I mentioned turning red earlier and Mm -hmm. my whole thing, like when I was talking about turning red, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I wasn't a Chinese girl in Canada, but I was a teenage girl at one point. And so I, you know, was able to connect with this, 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 and this in this story. And so I didn't turn into a panda at any point, but you know, puberty. What? You did? Um, I didn't. It was (laughs) tragic, really. (laughs) But looking at this story, you know, I was never a little you know teenage boy in uh school who was gay and got outed because i had porn in my phone uh but i can understand why that would be horrifying Mm -hmm. um and i can totally relate to the feeling of being uh mortified to the point where you consider jumping off of a bridge um because you know been there done that for other reasons uh so exactly what Richard is saying just because it's not your direct lived Mm -hmm. experience does not mean it's not relatable and especially because it's not your direct lived experience you should still seek out stories that aren't so that you can learn to relate to those people it's it's a helpful tool because there are real people that exist exactly because they're real people they are real people education is the easiest way to eliminate bigotry it really is it really like someone's on is definitely you know like we all probably know someone who you know might fit within that you know Mm -hmm. that mold if you will you know um it's just one of those things i could totally see um you know within some of the other characters you know um uh is it's saki and what's i've forgotten I knew it was definitely with an H. <laughs> like yeah. their their relationship was super, super cute and very relatable. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, specifically for the content, you know, towards like, you know, like Darcy mentioned, one individual being okay with something or with being okay to give up something, and then you know, 
likewise, you might have a partner who's like, oh, no, I'm not giving that up. Like, and then what do you do with that? You know, like, that's a whole new set of, you know, things to contend with and etc. So, I mean, it really does. It's like, it's, it's, it's a really good educational tool for everybody i would think mm-hmm. to uh you know utilize it's it's, it's a good thing reading is or good. just yes. or just any any relationship's going to require sacrifices on behalf mm-hmm. of both partners and sometimes one Absolutely. partner's willing to make sacrifices and the other partner isn't and you've got to come to a middle point and it can be difficult and sometimes you'll, you're able to do it and sometimes you're not and that conflict can be uh, it, you know, lead to tragedy, or sometimes you can make it work, and it's a romance, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. And and exactly. it turns into like a beautiful, like 40, 50 year marriage. You know, it, it's yeah. exactly you know God willing. Yeah, and, like we're all crossing our fingers for. And in this you know, case, it just <laughs> happened to be two women. Is the yeah. only difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, but it was really their relationship was very cute and very relatable. And it was something that I, you know, like, uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm a gay man. I'm not a lesbian, but I still understood some of the nuances, some of the situations Mm. that they were having to deal with. And I'm like, oh yeah, I've had to go, you know, through some of those things myself, Mm -hmm. just, you know, in day-to-day life, like not even, you know, like. Dar- Darcy could tell you some stories. Um, but, uh, <laughs> let's just say like, there's been a few moments where my judgment's not been the greatest and people were like, Mm-mm, you shouldn't do that. Don't do that. And it's, it, it was good that, you know, I had people around to be like, mm, maybe you should listen to that person. They are probably trying to like save you some heartache and, or maybe jail time. You should maybe listen to them. <laughs> Mainly jail time. <laughs> Mainly jail time. Yeah. <laughs> Before we move on, one last thing I want to say about the uh, the manga as well. To the kids, to everyone out there, look, oh, yeah. if the phone's the only option, you got to do what you got to do. But if you have options, relegate your porn to either the iPad, your oh, tablet, or your right. computer. <laughs> phones are just loose. No, They're just, just loose. They're too on loose. Your person. People, you, loose. people, you leave them sitting out. People ask to use them. Your don't code. carry your porn into school yeah. right 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 Thank your, 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 your uh your your lock code is probably not as clever as you think it is One, especially two, if your three, friends four. are you know like around you so, a lot and- yeah, yeah just try not to view porn on your phone it's it's a dangerous game it's i just i wouldn't game. do it I i've had not two people in the past year get fired for just that at my job Oh, oh my god. Oh yeah. my god. We we yeah. had a guy when I was working at a mortgage company up here in Dallas that was just like he would just do his thing and he would not put headphones in, not nothing. Oh, no. And you could just hear it just echoing throughout the bathroom. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> That's exactly um, how, how a coworker got fired. He was yeah. like hanging out and then the person heard and they thought that there were I, I work at a resort, so they thought that there were guests like Having in sex there. in a public area. And then <laughs> no, he was just like chilling out watching porn on his phone. Yep. Oh and yeah, God. we 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 got we gotta let you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's like, look, you know, I I I really hate to have to come in here to have this conversation at all, but we're gonna have to let you go. Yeah. Um yeah. Well, I could totally see that though. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And also um 
Well, you know, Carrie, like she doesn't have any socials, and when we do our socials at the end, and she's been doing um, uh, like uh, nonprofits. Nonprofits. And um, I think I think I'll step in and and base it with the theme of this this comic as well. Or sorry, I keep saying comic. I mean manga. I apologize. Mangas um, are comics. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah but I'm, try, I, I'm trying to be very. I'm trying to be as specific as possible, and I'm being very general. But um, the. Um, <laughs> Um, I'll say, you know, in our in our link in our notes, we'll have the the um, the phone number and the the website for the suicide prevention hotline. Yes, absolutely. So, and probably also the Trevor Project as Trevor well. Trevor Project, yeah, yeah, so. Trevor Project. There's mm-hmm. several. Um, uh, there's uh, there is the uh, oh, the the text. I think it's like yes, text health yes. campaign. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a few others out there. Um, I know, like. A lot of younger people like to text or use apps, and there are apps out there as well that you can download. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's people out there to talk to. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I oh, oh, really quick. Um, as we were saying about talking about characters that, you know, reading them and finding ways to relate to them. My favorite character in Marvel Comics is Miss Marvel Kamala Khan. And I'm Absolutely. I'm not a oh, pa- yeah. I'm not a Pakistani teenage girl. <laughs> no, but you know, yeah, but it's like one of those things. It's like, oh, that's so relatable as far as like, you know, the the person as far as like yeah. who who she is, what she stands for, the things she likes, the people she cares for, etc. Exactly. You know? Like the importance the importance of family, the you know, she's a fangirl. Um, she's a fangirl. And, and, yeah. and, she writes and fan fiction. I'm a fan she girl writes fan fiction. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, yeah, I, I find more relate I find her more relating related. Oh my god. I find relatable. her more relatable than I do <laughs> say like Iron Man, you know, like or, exactly. You know, exactly. You know, so, 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 yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, you you know, you'll you'll just find people. And I'm actually really excited about the uh, Miss Marvel. Um, TV show and her getting more wide per, um, popularity and starting in June. I mean, Even though, I'm, I'm, I was going to say I'm excited for the show too. I, yeah. I have to say it's one of those I'm just like I want to see. I'm crossing my fingers. Everything has looked good so far. Yeah, um, I just I want to see how they go with it. I'm I'm hoping that they don't ruin it i'm but, dreading it uh, are you dreading it darcy <laughs> okay. oh, I'm no, dreading it. Oh, no, it seems no. on the commercials and the in the pre- previous so far that kamala is still kamala and and the things that are important to her are still important to her and they changed I, her powers but besides that they, they haven't changed kamala so that's nice a lot of kamala and the way she responds to her powers are because of body issues yes and a lot of the teenage girl parts of it are body issue parts um and that also has some relation to like the racism parts of it and like the uh cultural and religious issue parts plus they're taking away like i don't know like her mom's bracelet and making the whole thing like green it's lantern? the cosmic green uh, lantern bracelet yeah, it's not uh, it's not yeah. it's not her mom's anymore so it's taking away the family aspect i, I think it might be a family heirloom that's the vibe i'm that getting too. Like, yeah, right. it, it just works for her and it hasn't worked for anyone else you know 
that's kind of that's kind of what I was gathering is like maybe it's like some sort of like a only within their family bloodline type of thing yeah but I wasn't quite sure but But I I don't know it just makes I don't know I don't I I don't I don't want to say before I see it kind of thing but it just the the CGI hasn't looked great she just looks too much it's just like you know, we'll everybody's discount there. Captain Marvel thing before, and now she just looks like a discount Captain Marvel because it's just mm. the same power. It's just a different color kind of thing. You know, like the CGI, it's just instead of blue, it's purple visually. And like it's purple. like, it's very so similar. do I. <laughs> I, I no, I, I do too. I do too, for sure. Like, Plus, but I can see the. I yeah. can see the the so, correlation there. So yeah. So well, well yeah, we'll, we'll we'll definitely see. I there is yeah. a, a brief moment it, where it, um in the trailer where it feels like that she does take the the form of of Carol for a second. Yeah. So yeah. I yeah, it, it's 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 gonna be, you know, when it comes out, we'll see. And and I, you know, nothing against the actress. She seems to be perfectly fine and great. I've got yeah. absolutely nothing against her. So 100% she seems to have done an excellent job and I you know it's I, I I'm not particularly pleased with the decision they made but that's on them not on her she had nothing right. to do with it she didn't I, I am it, yeah I'm never going to say anything bad about a child actor yeah exactly. no no actually, she, she didn't uh, write it you know, no, so, yeah, she, yeah. she has literally nothing to do. With yeah, she did not. Um, she's just she's going with it. And I honestly, I, I think I'm being hopefully optimistic with it Yeah, because it looks good. Yeah. Minus um, like like Darcy said, there have been some moments where I'm like, oh, that CGI looks a little like I hope they're just going to clean that up a little bit. But other than they that, could. you know, um, it's, it's still a ways out. It's pre it's pre release, you know. Some of it is, so I figure they're going to do a little, you know, back end editing and some other things. And I think once it finally hits the screen, I'm crossing my fingers and toes. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that it's going to be good because I would like for it to be. I'm really hoping it is. <laughs> I mean, well, Loki. One of the secrets is that a lot of the Marvel stuff does just have shitty CG. <laughs> like, it's you know, it's very accurate. Black yeah. Panther's great. There's horrible CG in Black Panther. Like mm-hmm. the final Killmonger. The final side. Yeah, the final yeah. side. It's bad. Oh, I, I read that. Uh, what happened is that they were behind on uh, Infinity War, and they took a lot of people off of Black Panther to go work on Infinity War. To do Infinity War, yeah. So but also, a, I'm uh, yeah. confident about Miss Marvel because a lot of the people that kind of shepherded the comic we're working behind the scenes on this show. So I feel on like it. hopefully God willing you get the same energy because I know, you know, again, some of the same people that were shepherding, Hey, let's make this a uh, Ms. Marvel character for the books were, you know, on the, the <laughs> producer end of the series. So yeah, I hope that means something. <laughs> I hope that's going to translate into characters that we will all grow to love and enjoy and be like yes this was the series that i wanted you know like i hope that's what we get so yeah definitely so i apologize i took us down this this rabbit hole (laughs) oh it's 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 okay it happens it's a it's a marvel marvel thing it happens definitely (laughs) um so well we'll go ahead and go to the uh the last segment here uh, since it is our last episode of the season, uh, we like to kind of 
talk about briefly our uh, our favorite book that we've we covered the um, mostly main subjects you know but we can kind of dip into other things too you know that we've, we might have talked about during the, the season and jared since this is your first episode here and you haven't been reading a lot you can choose whatever you want or you can choose one of the books that we've we've talked about as well so um okay. but let's how about darcy do you want to go first i can go first um with everything we've done we've done this season i think like just if i was going to say like the best thing uh probably the best thing is mouse but like yeah. I've, i've i read that a long time ago and i think that one's going to be spoken about by a lot of different people so it doesn't feel like a this season book for me so i want to say it so i don't like get called out for not having mentioned that book yeah. um but um same thing kind of with cheer up like cheer up might have been like maybe my favorite book but again it feels like a not this season book because i'd read it so often before this season so of books that feel like this season books for me the one that really stood out as like wow i didn't I don't know that I didn't expect it to be, but like I think about it a lot still would be um, Astronauts. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know, like um, I don't know that I should say I don't know um, because it's just it's it's obviously good. But uh, it, that was our interview uh, episode with uh, Ahmed who came on and talked about his uh, webcomic to print comic uh, Diary of the Astronauts um, and we read it for that episode and it's about if you don't remember if you missed this episode it's about these aliens who come and they are nudists and they're in like a 1950s version of the earth and it is so fun and it's a got retro art and retro coloring and it's just a really fun light uh engaging very free story that's got a through through plot but to some extent is kind of almost page to page the characters are enjoyable the story is fun I really loved it. I've gone back several times just to look at pages or just to look at art. Uh, anytime his, um, like he pops up on my Twitter and I see his icon, which is uh, one of the characters, I smile. You know, his profile pic is one of the characters and I smile. Um, I, I don't, I just, it, it's really stuck with me in all of the weeks since we did that comic. Uh, so I have to shout that out. It's probably the favorite thing we did this this season because I didn't expect it. Uh, I certainly hadn't planned on reading it uh, because Rebecca brought it to us. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I thought it was really, really fantastic. Also a little shout out to Tim Ginger because uh, that, that will never leave me. I don't think it's a great book. Very cool. And is the uh, the um, the crowdfunding campaign for uh, Astro Dudes is still going, right? If anybody wants to jump in on it, I believe. I'm oh, honestly nice. not sure. Is it? I thought it finished. Oh, did, did it, it finish? Right? I honestly have no clue. But you can always pick it up afterwards if it has finished. Good that's, point. That's not good. Let me click on this thing and I will tell you. Okay. Somebody else start talking and I will find that out for a fact. How, Jared, how about how about you go next? Okay, so um, 
I know that I wasn't, uh, you know, uh, this is <laughs> yeah. obviously my first time on the show. So um, I was just going to uh, mention one that I had uh, recently just kind of stumbled upon. Um, it's uh, obviously Mouse is great, um, but I read that when I was in high school. So that I agree. I would have to say that wouldn't count necessarily for this episode, um, but kind of along the same vein um of the uh you know the primary you know manga that we were talking about um there was another one that i have recently come across that was uh new for 2022 i believe um which it or will be new for 2022 um it's uh called uh x gender uh, and it's by Asuka Miyazaki, mm-hmm. and it's actually like an autobiographical m- manga that follows the creator's journey, um, finding love as a cross-gendered or, you know, non-binary person in Japan, which I thought was very interesting. Um, I read a couple pages. I was into it um, in the beginning as far as like I liked the art style. Um I was into kind of the, you know, the story as far as like what, you know, what they were giving you. Um, and it was one that sounded definitely uh, like a put on the list, um, at least for me. So um, that was one that I was just going to shout out. And that's um, Asuka Miyazaki um, X dash gender or cross gender on that okay. one. Very cool. Sounds cool. Definitely. And Darcy. Ten days. There's ten days left on Diary of the Astronauts. Oh, nice. So it is still uh, from from Monday. Monday, which is when we're recording. It's already fully funded, but I think there's ten more days to pre-order, right? To still do the pre-order. Okay, cool. Okay. 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 All right. Well, um, I'm trying to get out of the habit of going last, so I'll I'll go next. Um, the um I I put down Sparrowhawk. I know that was what I chose. Um, but, um, it, it uh, this is the first time I read it all as one piece. You know, I read it when it was coming out issue by issue and I felt like I got a little more out of it this time around. Um, the, you know, the, this, the, the kind of the, the even darker Alice in Wonderland kind of motif and, you know, the, anything that has to do with like the land of fairy and like Sealy Queens and all that kind of stuff. I'm always a fan of and, yes. and, uh-huh. and just like transformations and and like you know kind of you know realizing that memory certain memories are a major part of who you are and if you lose those memories you become completely different person so yeah it's it 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 was definitely a book that touched me if i was gonna um choose a book that i hadn't read before uh this season I would probably choose like from the very beginning the Sprite and the Gardener. That was a, a really good way to start the season, and it was a lot of fun as well. And that one sounded really good. Yep. I had I had seen that one uh, mentioned, and I was like, oh, so I did a little uh, a back story digging on that one, and that one sounded really interesting. It's pretty good, definitely. Uh, how about and Richard? How about yourself? Um. So unlike everyone else here, I'm basic. So I'm going to say mouse. <laughs> <laughs> mouse is great. No, I, um, I had never read mouse before. So one, yes, it's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece for a reason. The reason why we're covering it is because it was being banned places. So, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. 
you know, to do our little bit to get that message out there. But as good as it was and as good of a reason it was to cover it at the time that we did, um, being that we read it or for the rest of you reread it right before what just went down in Ukraine, it was just even more pointed. Like I was just like, right? oh, I read yes. this thing about 80 years ago. And yes, that was, yes, yes, you yes. know, harrowing and dreadful and insane. And then boom, like two weeks after that, oh, it's happening again in real life to real people. Holy <laughs> shit. Yep. You know, just and, the displacement and everything. So like, it just kind of worked out that like, oh, th- I had never read it. And then it, I felt, you know, I, I really liked that I read it, but then it felt even more important with the real world events that are going on at exa- the moment. Exactly. It, it's one of those that like, it, it's... It definitely applies, and especially with, you know, the usage of the uh, rail lines for, you know, a lot of the Ukrainian people versus, you know, buses, cars, trains, you know, other things like that. Like a lot of the way that they were able to get out and to get to other places was by rail, which I thought was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a very un-American way to escape a country (laughs) for me. Like I was like a train that seems very like on a set path that anybody could just you know hit with a missile but i guess you know they weren't doing that there were there were certain things i guess that were off the table thank goodness so um yeah that was it was just one of those things i was like that's a very odd method of of escaping the city is on the train okay but when you have no (laughs) other option what do you do you get on the train um you know do what you gotta yeah Mm -hmm. And so Carrie, even though she's not with us, she actually she responded as well. Um, she says, uh, Sparrow Hawkins, Sprite and the Gardener. I swear I did not read that before I said what my choices were. Um, and also she special mentioned to Mouse, um, obviously, and she said here in when she wrote it down, obviously because of the subject matter, but also because it was Rich's first full episode of the as a co-host. So, Aww, so yeah, yeah, yeah. sweet. Yeah, R- Richard dropped the mouse bomb on us at the first <laughs> first time. With- I was like, Let, let's do, let's analyze something easy, some real, yeah. you know, fluffy subject matter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which a- which we then had to record twice. Twice. Because my computer oh yeah, that's out. right. <laughs> yeah, we had an audio issue. <laughs> You know, and and then and it was also you know we, we it wasn't a breezy 180 pages like like this last uh, <laughs> book. It was like a 500 page, 500 600 page book. You know, all together, part one and part two. I can't remember. Oh so, yeah, it's like 300 something, right? 300 oh, yeah. something. I thought yeah, the it's first like 300 one was, something. Oh okay, I thought the first one by okay. itself was 300, but then it was like 200. I can't. Uh, I can't. Yeah, but anyways, it was long. I, was I don't good. remember numbers. <laughs> yeah, good, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well. Thank you, everyone. And you too, for sure. I think my food is getting cold, so I think I'll go ahead and end it for today. Um, really quick, just a recap of what we talked about. Uh, our main course was Our Dreams at Dusk by Yuki Kamantani. Uh, the spotlights that we brought in were uh, Taproot by Kizzy Young. Uh, Welcome to the NHK um, by... Um, whoo, whoo. Ta- Sorry, I, I totally didn't see the name first. Tatsuriko Takimoto, illustrated by Yoshitoshi Abe. And the, we also talked about Ghost Cage Number 1 by Nick, Nick Dragota and Caleb Gulliner. And uh, last, but I won't say all of it, but the Count Crowley series is so far by uh, David Desmalchian, Lucas Kettner, Lauren Affey, and Frank Svetkovic. 
Um, I was on Frank Svetkovic's um, Instagram before we started recording, and um, they just took their dog to the vet to do an ultrasound. And so hopefully everything goes well. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. as a yeah. as a pet parent, I just went. Where's my dog? Me, me and I was, oh, I was like, yeah. "Where's my dog?" Yeah. Uh, well, well, everyone, hug your dog. Today. Yeah, or definitely. Cats. <laughs> or cats, or or ferrets, yeah, or whatever, uh, whatever you have. Whatever you, know. you have, give kids, them, give them if love. If you have kids, you know, give them a yeah. hug. If you like kids, if you like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that is the end of the podcast. So thank you. We reached the end of the show. Thank you to everyone who is listened to the show. And uh, email us any questions or comments at better at gmail.com. Instagram and Twitter is cdbpod. Good Pods is also cdbpod. And the website is commentsisarebetter.wordpress.com, where you can request a future subjects for a future show. And uh, don't forget to follow, rate, do whatever you want to, and t- tell someone about the podcast. And Darcy, where can we find you? I am at books underscore serial and I have a website books and serial dot wordpress.com still on brief hiatus tattoo recovery. I've just been conking out Mm because tattoos take time to recover. I was going to say show up on uh, Darcy's page. so You can see her awesome new tattoo. It it rocks. I should should post it on that. Yeah, I will. You should. I can see it from here and it looks amazing. So it looks very nice. Yes. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. And Richard, where can we find you? Um, I'm at TopCat360 all over social media. Not doing anything important. Probably sharing Will Smith memes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jared, where can we find you? Um, I am at JVB Friends on uh, Twitter. And um, you can also find me on Instagram at Jared Von Baron. Um, I, that is more my um, activism side of things for uh, gay causes. So, yeah. Nice. Very cool. cool. And I'm at Bryjan underscore CB on Instagram. And this has been the Comics Are Better podcast. And remember, comics are better and everyone deserves comics. Bye. Goodbye. Later. Bye. 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 And stop.